The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 11th. In today's news, Paul Ryan will not seek re-election. Donald Trump will bomb Syria. And Mark Zuckerberg is on his way back to the Capitol for round two. But first, the big idea. Trump's fury is prodding Hill Republicans to take sides on Bob Mueller. Every time the president threatens to fire Mueller, it gets harder for congressional Republicans to dismiss questions about why they're not protecting the special counsel. For the better part of a year now, GOP lawmakers have tried to straddle the fence, saying Mueller's investigation should be allowed to run its course while expressing confidence that Trump would never fire him. But the president's rage since his personal attorney Michael Cohen's home, office, and hotel room were raided on Monday has made this balancing act much harder. This morning, Trump tweeted a series of fresh attacks on Mueller's probe. Separately, a bipartisan group of four senators announced this morning that they've merged their legislative proposals together to allow for a review process if the special counsel is fired. Senators Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, and Tom Tillis, Republican of North Carolina, partnered with two Democrats to introduce something called the Special Counsel Independence and Integrity Act. It merges multiple pieces of legislation that were proposed last summer. The updated measure would codify into law current regulations that say a special counsel can only be fired for good cause. And if the special counsel is fired, there would be a judicial review process so a judge could overturn the decision. But GOP congressional leaders like Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell have made clear they don't plan to bring this legislation up for a vote on the floor. They don't want to force rank-and-file members to take a tough vote that could put them crosswise with the president or the base voters who love him. They note privately that Trump would veto the bill anyway, so it would just needlessly antagonize him. They also hint that they've received assurances Trump won't fire Mueller, but they never offer specifics. As McConnell told reporters on Tuesday afternoon, I haven't seen clear indication yet that we needed to pass something to keep him from being removed, because I don't think that's going to happen. Meanwhile, a new group calling itself Republicans for the Rule of Law is paying to run a pro-Mueller commercial on Fox & Friends. That's the president's favorite show. The spot highlights Mueller's heroism in Vietnam and the fact that he's a registered Republican who was appointed FBI director by George W. Bush. As a narrator says, Call your representative and tell them to protect the Mueller investigation. On the other hand, many of Trump's most fervent supporters and closest friends are ramping up their calls for the special counsel to get the axe. The drumbeat has grown especially intense on Fox programming. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunez even floated the idea to Laura Ingram on her Fox show last night of impeaching Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who approved the raid of Cohen's office and who is overseeing the Mueller investigation. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, House Speaker Paul Ryan has told friends and several colleagues that he has decided not to seek re-election this year, and he will soon inform House Republicans of his plans. 
That's according to multiple people with knowledge of the situation. The 48-year-old Ryan, who was one of the youngest House speakers to be elected, was facing a tough re-election campaign in his Wisconsin district this year. He was probably going to win, but it was going to be close. He also knows that Republicans are likely, increasingly, to lose the House in November. This is another blow to the GOP bid to keep the House. It paves the way for a leadership election, likely sooner than later, that could pit Kevin McCarthy of California against Steve Scalise of Louisiana. One question now is whether Ryan will be more willing to challenge Trump, perhaps even on the special counsel issue, because he's now a lame duck. Number two, President Trump on Wednesday warned that missiles, quote, will be coming towards Syria in response to the suspected chemical attack there over the weekend. Then he taunted Russia for vowing to shoot down any of our incoming missiles. Trump tweeted, quote, get ready, Russia, because they will be coming. Nice and new and smart. Trump appeared to be referring to a comment from Russia's ambassador to Lebanon, who was quoted by a Lebanese news outlet on Tuesday saying that Russia would confront a U.S. strike on Syria by shooting down missiles and striking their launch pads. The U.S. has been building a circumstantial case based largely on videos and photographs that a chemical attack by Syrian forces took place in the rebel-held enclave of Douma outside Damascus on Saturday night. Number three. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is coming back to the Capitol today to testify before the House Energy and Commerce Committee. Yesterday, he was grilled for more than four hours by 42 different senators in front of a joint hearing of the Judiciary and Commerce Committees. Zuckerberg was composed in the face of tough questioning, and he repeatedly apologized for Facebook's inability to combat Russian disinformation efforts. That, he said, is his biggest regret. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. And it was my mistake, and I'm sorry. I started Facebook, I run it, and I'm responsible for what happens here. The 33-year-old founder of the social platform promised privacy reforms, but he defended his company against the threat of new regulations. When lawmakers demanded commitments to support specific bills or proposals, Zuckerberg repeatedly played coy and declined to endorse them. Instead, he tried to keep everything as general as possible. He often promised to follow up with answers to specific questions later. But the markets thought he did well. After tumbling in recent weeks, Facebook's stock closed up about 5% for the day. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 11th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.